0: click in i could cut whatever uh food junkie radio number three uh with polo here again you know thank you for joining brother um, Nice to be back yes uh, i did have some notes let me check i was writing some notes along the way uh yeah what you've been up to this week uh highlight food of the week what did you eat or encounter that was great besides that thing besides
1: besides uh the pineapple guava.
0: That was going to be, that was my highlight food of the week. Really? I think
1: I think kiwis, probably.
0: What do you mean kiwis and as you just, just a, like, you invented a love for it again? or?
1: Yeah, I think as a kid, you know, you had kiwis and they were just kind of like there and watery and you don't really remember what it tastes like at all. The outside fucks you up. And you're just like, I'm not down to spend the time on the outside. Mm. Uh, but you can say I got a couple kiwis there and they're like
0: hella dank. Hey, grab one and just put it in front of the camera yeah. right Oh, kiwi and the uh yeah, the pineapple the guava. Yeah. See, that looks like a sh- like a shriveled testicle.
1: This so. one does in particular, yeah. Yes. But you know, ugly fruit is still good. But the uglier the better.
0: Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Why not? See, and then that this joint. Is,
1: this is the pineapple guava. That was wild tasting.
0: So that was the high that was the food highlight of the week. There was nothing else you ate, cooked, or ran into that was more exciting than that.
1: Well, it's only Tuesday. You know, the week's young. From last week. From last week. Between last week to this what week. What happened last week?
0: I don't know. I don't remember. Jeez, with that hair, obviously, you don't know yeah, what's going the on hair, in the world.
1: The hair, you know, the Kramer hair is here. Lost. You know, trying to stay away from other random people
0: all right so based on our oh i do have one okay, okay go, i go, do go, have go, one go go go, go. You're <laughs> okay good. i forgot about the photo shoot thing yes, already okay, photo shoot so I don't know if you want to divulge all the information but we can well
1: we can do a little bit okay, but good, uh okay, you okay. know it's a fake like uh, uh, a a long cooked reduced chicken stock oh. i put a little roux in it oh. to get the thickness oh. and then it wasn't really as deep in flavor as i wanted it to be Mm. so we threw in a little miso and a little soy Mm. and a little black vinegar to kind of fake the roasting and that was dank
0: black vinegar is the uh, shortcut i love love black vinegar nice
1: yeah that's like that's like my new ish this year really new this year found ingredient that's dank Black goes in in anything black vin Mm. fried rice don't taste right probably don't got no black vinegar in it
0: so you use the chinese black vin yep yeah, uh, straight
1: from the Asian market.
0: I'll, I'll go get it. Oh, go get it. Go get it. It's all, you know, product all placement. Characters. Product placement, everybody. Black vinegar, for all you don't know. That is very specific to the uh, Chinese cuisine. Of
1: course, product of Taiwan.
0: Boom. Not going to not be you know, right from the,
1: from the Asian grocer yeah, down, down the street. Yep, Taiwan, straight There's up. 220 for this whole giant ass jar. That's not bad. What's it saying here? I don't know. MSG, sodium. Yeah. All the all the <laughs> all regular the suspects. Shit.
0: All the good shit. Nice. Yes, black vinegar, miso paste, soy sauce, all the shit that is that umami that umami uh umami, food profile.
1: Yeah. Well that's the right time of year for it, right? Is uh what? is winter when you can't get like fresh tomato, you can't get the umami from that really tomato
0: i never heard of tomato being that
1: you know no you don't feel like if you eat a caprese salad with a oil, salted seasoned tomato in it you get a little savory
0: oh from the tomato yes yeah yeah yeah. you just never hear tomato mentioned in the pantheon of umami flavor profiles it's always something asian why is that miso because black vinegar because
1: they're good <laughs> and what, people tomatoes? don't understand what they don't understand these ingredients, and they had to come up with basically their own category. Asian people are unique like that. I mean, what, their food cuisine's older than everybody's, pretty much, I you think. You think so? I think. I don't know. Is it? You do I the, was asking you're you. You're into the Mediterranean and, uh, you know, Italian. Oh,
0: yeah. how I'm, That dates back pretty far.
1: That dates back pretty far. I would say that's, like, very simple cooking, using what's in season and, you know, putting them together.
0: See, with Chinese food, I'm not well-versed in Chinese food. I just eat a lot of it. Maybe. But when you think about the vinegars and you think about the soy sauce, the f- the, the profile and the ingredients introduced in the fermenting and kind of how that evolved. I think it's just more foreign. I don't know if it's older necessarily, but it's just foreign to most folks. Yeah, that could know I mean? be true. Yeah, because I'm thinking Italian cooking. I'm like, Pshh. Like there's always that story of who came up with the pasta did the Chinese well, people the Chinese from... came up with the noodles did they yeah and then the Italian people got it how did yeah. it, how did it get to Italy
1: so the actually the ancient Roman Empire and the ancient Chinese dynasty, dynasty. whichever one it was I don't I don't know my history of that okay. girl they knew of each other and were in semi-regular contact was that through the which is insane trade. was that the uh, uh kind of through the trade yeah through, which one through the that? Silk Road a Silk little road. bit okay yeah which is insane to think about. You look at China on a map. You look at Italy on a map. Mm-hmm. And you look at, you know, Rome. And you look at Beijing. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know where the dynasty was headed at. Probably more southern part. Maybe a little bit southern. Yeah, but, so I mean, maybe Beijing, a little bit closer.
0: Yeah, Beijing for sure though. But that's, that's with a, far with that no far. train. Yes. And no for Facebook. No IG. No internet.
1: No instant contact. You know, you got to think they were probably messaging... Three months in between. That
0: is kind of crazy.
1: Maybe four or five
0: months. But see, is pasta a true Italian staple? Because a lot of people say polenta. A lot of people say... Oh, well, polenta dank. That's people, what I'm saying. People are
1: wrong when they say polenta is not good.
0: Oh, polenta's they, amazing. Yeah. But see, no one ever talks... Because I was under the idea that polenta is more identified with Italian cuisine more than the pasta. Even though in America, mm. pasta reigns supreme and it's more linked to Italian food per se. But right polenta I think is more of an Italian thing for at least what I see or I think
1: yeah I mean I think it's super Italian I, th- I yeah, think I oh, um, think using, using that shit? Uh, I think the Italians do pasta much different than we do here they're not it's not focused on the sauce mm, yeah. the sauce is just like oh well I have yeah. broccoli and peas and spring growing in my garden mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do garlic or garlic yeah olive oil Chili flake. Some chili flake. Yeah. Pursley. Those are like yeah. the real things. Yeah. They make it in everything for a reason.
0: Is garlic different in Italy?
1: Like, is it more flavorful? Or yeah, is there the, just like
0: a different species of garlic out there? or is Oh,
1: I, I, like biochemically, I don't know, mm. but it probably tastes the same. I mean, because California's got the best soil, so point. we probably have the best garlic. Best
0: soil in the world? I would think so. Right? It's close. Damn near close. I haven't yeah. been to parts of Europe uh, in in depth, mm-hmm. but I would assume whatever mimics close to whatever the climate is here. I'm assuming it's somewhere in those regions because they would yeah. talk about like Basque country and they talk about you know French like uh, certain areas of France where they're able to do that. But I don't know what the areas are. But I I heard that's where.
1: I bet I bet know. we're the largest pocket of really good soil soil mm-hmm. soil interesting and well you know we got the volcanic activity to make yes. the soil great constantly on fire so the carbon is raining down
0: mm.
1: or the nitrogen is what it rains down right carbon nitro molecules what mean, does down that happen from the when mon- there's like an eruption no, no no from like the fires every year
0: <clears throat> the oh, fires like every year yeah
1: all that carbon that gets up in the
0: atmosphere yes. rains yeah. back down. And then it turns over the soil yeah. here specifically.
1: Better than nitrogen. I forget exactly But see, are
0: those fires actually random? Because we do have fire season now. That's weird to have a fire We've season. We've always
1: had fire season. The
0: last three years, not like any time before oh. that. No, now we have fire year. Well, it seems like just fire year.
1: Constantly on fire throughout there. No, oh. I remember fires when I was a kid. More, more south, not as big, no, not as south. long, not as long. Yeah. okay, I could
0: see that. Okay, yeah, I remember Oakland had a couple. Yeah, but it was always hills.
1: more like SoCal mm-hmm. would be on fire for a little bit, mm-hmm. but not like it is now. Not, North not Cal December going up. Yeah, and it, even a now new it is. fire just starting. How? I mean, How? Climate change is not real. You know, what I'm <laughs> it depends. Hey, that's controversial,
0: right? now. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be controversial like that right now. I'll be controversial on climate change. That that's for real. I mean i'm sorry really
1: you don't believe in climate change hard to say you gotta wake
0: up my thing is this with climate change it's like meaning are we going to identify that the climate changes on its own is that what we're saying or are we specifically doing something to oh i mean as humans are evolving yeah i've
1: heard this that some people say well the climate change naturally over time but I think with the amount of science that has gone into it mm. you had just have to accept that we are responsible at, at minimum super
0: accelerating mm. the
1: natural progression
0: of the I climate I don't know change. I mean I'm not going to say yes necessarily because I'm more in the camp of trying to look at it from a as long as we can find in terms of data that is, you know, relevant in the longest form because there's an idea or a theory out there that we were hitting these temperatures, whether at this temperature or lower, um, way before, like, what we believe to be as the start of. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've heard this. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, not to say I was alive around that time. It's just understanding that and seeing how climate change has become a very, uh, how do you say polarizing topic more or less well exactly so that's what i'm saying having that folded in because they'll fold that in every once in a while like what's that young girl that they always try to put out there
1: oh that swedish or icelandic girl i don't know
0: crying and talking about it's our generation that's messing it up for her generation type thing you know what i mean so that's where i'm kind of always leery when there is kind of something of that uh situation propped out there to tv that's where i'm always like oh they're, yeah, they're, well, you're a super conspiracy theorist. Well, not conspiracy theorist. It's just I have questions, and it seems like there's a pattern, and to the point where it's like, why do these things continue to happen in a pattern where it could be bullshit up until, what, it isn't, and then it becomes, what? Because I don't, I, I don't want to say I'm a conspiracy theorist. I just say I don't go along with the norm. For sure. But it's weird because if you're not, then you're labeled this. Therefore, you're somewhat crazy, which I'm totally fine. I'm, I'm a crazy person, but... It doesn't denote the fact of the questions that I'm saying. Because there's like, you know, people out there that are of specific fields that will, like, I think Randall Carlson is one. I forgot. He does uh, geologists, maybe, or like rocks and kind of that. He does that. But that's his thing. He was like, yeah, based on what I see in my findings, we've had these dramatic Mm -hmm. changes in climate in in past history. Now, this is one guy. So, I mean, maybe that doesn't trump, you know, how many scientists are like, nah, this is this. But, me and academia kind of i have this yeah. angst against I, I, that, so. I
1: agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. um i think maybe you haven't reached your threshold mm-hmm. of being convinced yet mm-hmm. I and, and i have and that's totally fair to, yes. to still question it but if at some at some point if everything starts saying one thing and then you still go against it mm-hmm. then you never really had a threshold you just are trying to be anarchist. or Maybe a contrarian for sure. That's
0: where the line is because... Yeah, but each every person has to draw their own line. And I hope that people can draw a yeah. line there. Because um, I'm okay with the idea I think look, we live you, shitty, but yeah. I mean, I don't know where the complete cause... Only because when I have had my time of flying around, looking down on, you know, kind of the country, at least America, when I'm flying in, I'm like, yeah, this shit is, like, really open. Mm-hmm. There isn't, like, anything here. So it as much as it makes it seem like it's crowded, it just really depends on where you live. So that's why in turn, as much as it seems like... In my perspective, yes. So it's like, does it seem like there's a lot? Because if you consider, if this is our country, then how many countries are actually fully like, damn, each square inch is occupied by people? Mm -hmm. It's not really that much. Even though whatever the world's mass is, it's just like... I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's just I don't know if the government should be in charge of like implementing like, oh, here we go, your carbon footprint. We need to implement this tax, this carbon tax, this and mm-hmm. that. That's where kind of my reasoning is kind of backed behind because I'm like, well, they shouldn't be implementing this shit and blaming it on people and then government flipping it on us. Like, hey, you need yeah. to pay for all your what, all you things yeah. are doing. It's like. We said you made
1: this transgression, so now you have to pay. And You're yeah. just
0: like, well, did I, though? And then all did the it? scientists are backing it up. Like, yeah, well, I'm a scientist, and I say that's what's happening. Yeah. So now, as a person, you're like, well, I believe in science, so therefore, if they're telling me that, then I have to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm 100% on that. Just because of my recent history with what I believe to not be true, the shit that's they told me. That's totally fair. See, There you go. But agree to disagree. I haven't met my threshold yet.
1: Yeah, That's fine. It's you okay. know,
0: as I see articles on the board, okay. Bro? So how about Check now we're, we're talking about conspiracies? Okay. Let's go into what we talked about after the pod last time. If you want to okay. go into that, which, the which Chipotle topic? conspiracy. The, oh, the because I mean, I'm I don't curious have no to know it. Well, that. of course, but I we're just, just speculating here because yeah. you were in knee deep in around the company at that point to some degree.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I had just left the company.
0: Oh, after the yeah, I don't think that breakup. happened when I was still okay, working. Okay, set there. the premise because this happened what now six years ago? Maybe what year are we in 2020.
1: 2020. so twenty fifteen Twenty sixteen. Okay, five something like that. Years. Okay, okay. Uh, I think what happened was Chipotle had one or two stores that had an E. coli outbreak. Okay, and I forget for the record, which one it was, Chipotle
0: is everywhere in America. Yeah, I would say in America, everywhere. Okay, so there was an outbreak at two separate locations.
1: uh, I think it was. I think the it started at two that were semi close together, but then I think it went to another two, and then another group of two that were spaced far apart. I don't remember where they were off the top of my head, you know, Um, but I do remember being like, "Those are far enough apart. I don't think they're getting their." Uh, product from the same farm or same producers. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. And I think it was in um, something different. It wasn't like in the same product at each store either.
0: Okay. So when the cases came out, you're saying that each store has a different source of produce and right. meat coming like
1: in? Right. each region mm-hmm. sources. Because that's one of their things is I think it's like 80% from local, locally grown. So yeah, sure, it leaves that 20%, which... I think, was people's argument, but then my argument was like, well, if it was the 20% that's more main source from like one guy in, I don't know, Topeka, Kansas, and his lettuce is in every... Why isn't it the lettuce for every store? Because it it kept changing what product
0: it was in. In areas. So different products in different areas. Yeah,
1: so it just didn't... Nothing about that ever really lined up, and Chipotle Mm -hmm. definitely took the fall for it early, but I think... That was really just a a political play by them just to, you know what, we don't know where this came from because we can't figure it out. So we're just going to say we messed up and we're going to pay for whatever damages we did and we're just going to get over it faster rather than let it linger around, which I think ended up obviously being the, the right play. As opposed, opposed to their, trying well, to fight it. their stock it. is back up to where it was, you know? Mm. Instead of yeah, instead of being like, no, and, and looking crazy, I the think Nile. they were just like, we'll just take it, and we'll deal with it, and we'll just move on. What do you think it might have been? I mean, I think it was corporate sabotage. By what corporation? I don't know. Oh, meaning mm. another corporation yeah. sabotaged them. Yeah. Because mm. it just doesn't make sense. Like, viruses and bacteria spread... In in a way that we know how they spread, slowly, you know. But they have to get from one thing to the next. They don't just hop on a plane, touch nothing, and then drop themselves somewhere else.
0: And then immediately, because I want to say those cases came in succession. They
1: were pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just didn't make sense Hmm. that it was uh, every. There was too many differences between the cases. There was no like linear path to.
0: Mm -hmm. like each case was individual but it is dealing with one company and they were in different parts of the country all within a certain time and i don't
1: think they were all the same bacteria oh really i don't think they were but maybe that's just me over time forgetting the details i
0: mean you could make an argument there because that it's kind of maybe vague then maybe in the way they reported it because i could see the e coli thing just because that was kind of hot button at the time too E. coli was like the new bad guy well, it was reintroduced again because yeah. I want to say there was probably like a lettuce outbreak, I think, around that time, if I wasn't mistaken, because I remember romaine being pulled and or... I think that was just like point. two years ago. Oh, the, the romaine, the romaine thing, down like in the, Arizona. It seems like the E. coli thing is if we're looking at well, full-blown Are we going to talk about E. coli out. and how
1: much people freak out about it and how they just should not? I, ooh, here we go. Okay. Let's roll it out. Well, okay. So if everyone wants to get mad at E. coli and why can't the farms do this, that, and the other, and then... If you see a $3 a head thing, your eyes already are like, $3 a head of romaine? Eh, No way am I paying that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You want to pay that? The free market says you don't have to pay it because there is whatever, I don't know, grocery like $0.80 a head. Yes. Farmer's market, I think you can even get a dollar. But okay, fine. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. But where do you think the money... That you want these farms to invest in making everything 100% best all the time has to come from. Yes. There's no magic money pile. So if you want producers, if you want X, Y, and Z, you have to pay Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Or else what you're voting with your dollar says the exact opposite of the words coming out of your mouth, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, and like, wash your stuff. It's not that hard to, because E. coli comes from usually the the beef being raised a couple farms down gets in the water because you know they do the business and then that water trickles down through the whatever farm and it's on the ground and you know to drum the same old you know drum those guys are out there picking for whatever how many hours a day making nothing and everyone wants to bitch and complain and it's What's like dude well me? i mean they're doing it th- as cheap as they can yeah. to satisfy your price need, but then they can't satisfy your quality need. It's like, you can't have both, you know? There's the struggle. Unless you go out there and invent some new robot that can do it, but then you're gonna be mad that people don't have jobs. Ooh. So, you know, there is a balance to everything, right? Truth. You know, I agree. So, what, what are you gonna do, you know? Wash your own, beat, have a
0: little more self-responsibility and mm. you'll probably be fine. Do you think it's a culture thing in America that we we treat food very differently here? Can you agree with that in America? Food culture here is unique more than any other country. Oh, yeah. Because I agree with here. you in the way that the one thing people will skimp on in America is food out of anything. Where I think it feels like in other cultures, like uh, more than half of their paychecks or what they make will go to food easily. Or they either produce it themselves in a lot of different ways, or they're very okay with just spending for food. Because, as long as you, you know just I mean?
1: define skimping on your food as not just like not buying food, because I think that's what people think. Right? They're like, well, I, I have no, food. no, and get food, no. It's like getting quality food. Yes, or the quality using your is money the standard. The, yes,
0: yeah, like you said, like the yeah. difference between three dollar romaine versus eighty cent romaine, because yeah. that is kind of the free market to a lot of degrees where you can have options. Yeah, and you choose with you your choose. dollar. You vote with your dollar. Truth. Mm, okay. See, so E. coli. I did mm. a couple of reports on E. coli, and E. is not that serious. I don't no. think so. I mean, I've Even had E. coli a, a bad couple case, times. Case. Yeah, it's just you're a out lot of diarrhea. Day or two. Yeah, and that's it. And then you just recover. You know, some you drink more water, things. which
1: yep. no one drinks enough water ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I told someone the other day. I was like, oh, I try to hit like a gallon a day, and people's eyes are always like, a gallon of water a day. I'm like, that's. This water bottle right here. Yeah. Four. Yeah. One day. Yeah.
0: It's culture. I'm, I'm going to finish two of these while we sit here and do this easily, one episode. I go through about seven or eight usually, but that's pretty standard. I mean, four is easily a- achievable before noon a lot of the time. Yeah. But culture. Especially if I was at work and like on the line, oh, I drink, I probably drink 12. A gallon in an hour. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> you know? Easily. But that's what I'm saying. So it almost goes back to culture because I, I try to think about these things and it is weird because. Uh, you go in the grocery store, bananas are triple the price of, you know, uh, extra large pack of, you know, Cheetos or mm-hmm. anything else. And it's like it messes with the minds because you're trying to save money or be, you know, with your money, however people see fit. And the one thing people are okay with kind of like would be food, obviously. And that's yeah, kind of a thing. They take
1: the shortcut on the food.
0: It's kind of weird, but it's, yeah. you know, to each zone. Is
1: it that weird? I don't know. Because yeah. look, at, look at, uh you know, I, I already hate all the delivery services. There you go. And everybody knows, I think at this point, that they're assholes to the restaurants that they work with yes. and that they take a huge cut. Yes. But the convenience is so high. People keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why those highly processed foods that I think you were alluding to,
0: mm-hmm. that's why everyone shops the middle aisles and no one shops the outside ones. They went out but that's always a majority thing but then you could also say that that's been the case for as you could remember for sure you know what i mean cuz we're looking at the times of you know maybe uh, as far back as like the microwave era tv dinners mm-hmm. maybe before that it might have been a little more uh, well and look
1: at the eras that the that like the microwave came up in it was uh, all about being productive yes you know for sure when productivity and became the that was the most important thing mm-hmm. so it made sense I, I can like put myself in that frame of mind and be like, if my highest goal is to be the most productive human being I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only want to spend 30 seconds to a minute and a half reheating some food because that's not my purpose. Yes. My purpose is to be productive, not to sit there and enjoy the process of
0: it. So are we in a culture change now? Maybe specifically with food, since let's just put it in perspective of food, since this is a food radio station you could almost make an argument like that because as much as people are going to the convenience route and doing the DoorDash, all that, plus, you know, hands up to the restaurants that are, you know, that have to utilize these things, Mm -hmm. um, but they're still getting their food out to people under the circumstances. But you also see a lot of people dabbling into cooking now. Yeah. A lot Um, more. More. At least that I've noticed, at least from a generational standpoint, you do see more people trying their hand at that. There is multiple ways to get how to cook food in multiple like there's like those 30 second videos where it's just the overhead there's recipes online there's blogs everywhere it's food centric so i mean there's not an excuse not to be able to do anything so maybe there's a shift
1: it'd be nice i mean i think the more people that could get home the better you know you're gonna be healthier as long as you're using decent even decent ingredients you don't have to buy the super organic stuff okay you Mm. don't if you buy okay ingredients and you cook for yourself 6 5 nights a week, 4 nights a week, mm-hmm. you're going to be healthier than if you ate out the that same ratio, 4 or 5 6 nights a week. Mm-hmm. Cuz the the stuff in the restaurant sure. tastes good for a reason, okay? Mm-hmm. It's it's made, you know, the the people cooking want it to be nutritious and all that, but their highest goal is to make it tasty, mm-hmm. right? Cuz the tastier it is, the more they can charge. So yes. putting that extra knob of butter in it, mm-hmm. putting that extra little drizzle of honey, mm-hmm putting that, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever, extra extra
0: soy sauce and something. Mm. Extra salt to me. Yeah. I mean, the extra difference between home cooks and chefs are just cook, I mean, yeah. salt control to me. For sure. That's what I noticed because I'm like, you could do the same things at home, but what I remember learning in culinary food or culinary school was just like, yeah, the salt, you would think initially, damn, that's a lot of salt, but when you yeah. eat food, there is a fine line. Sometimes yeah. you can go over, but there is that fine point. You're where trying it to overly, get right up to the line, yeah, yeah, because you're accentuating what it is. People forget salt isn't supposed to be a flavor you're looking for. It's supposed to enhance what yeah. you're. And making, it does when it when it's used properly. When it's sure. used properly, and that yeah. is, the, I think, the the truest skill. At least uh, the difference between people who work in kitchens and people that cook at home, at least right now for now. But I mean, as we continue yeah, to there, evolve.
1: There's definitely people who cook at home who like use salt well and, and this and that, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. No yeah. one's saying that. Mm. You know? But yeah, but the restaurant food tastes good for a reason.
0: That's true. Okay, how about this? Your take on the difference between health and like what's the baseline? It's like for me, for example, I think about it like this when people, you know, go through all different types of diets, try to figure out what to eat, how to cook, what's the best practices. My rule of thumb is always, and I keep it as simple as possible, it's almost like as long as you're trying your best to go from like a raw ingredient to finish, if you're putting an emphasis on just finding things in the raw state as much as possible, I think you're winning there. Mm -hmm. Four or five nights a week, I think you're champion. However, you want to do those foods, it's really up to you. But as long as it's coming from a raw state, I think you start getting into a weird point when it's, you know, like somewhat processed or... Mm-hmm. out of a can because there are shortcuts like that you know well, like, oh, there's like you know, minute rice thank you yeah We're beans can fine, beans fine. can garbanzo. great yes if
1: you're gonna use minute rice and do the rest of the meal from scratch don't be all sad
0: yeah be stoked be stoked yeah work towards do something that. like that at least that's yeah. what i think yeah. i don't know what your thing would be in terms of health because it is interesting that the health talking point is uh something that isn't married into kitchens as much like you said, we're uh, not in yeah. the world of health per se, unless you're promoting yeah. it that way. But in kitchens, we're trying to make food taste good, unique, provide the experience, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the story you're trying to tell. as a, as yeah. a cook, You know the, what I mean? The,
1: the taste is always most important. And then I think um, just because of their nature, a lot of people who get super interested in food also begin to care about the nutrition and want it also to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's a secondary to I want it to taste good. Taste good. Yes. You know, I I would like for it to be healthy. I want it to be healthy, but it has to taste good.
0: Yeah, first and you know? foremost, for sure. At least your stance in yeah. when in the restaurant world, I think that is pretty much ninety five percent of restaurants, in my opinion. Also, yeah, because the health thing is such a weird thing because nutritionists are out there. You know, mm-hmm. nutritionists aren't necessarily the greatest chefs per se, based on what we believe mm-hmm. is yeah. that. But there is some functionality to that now. To each his own. Keto diets, uh, all veg, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Vegans, for me, are kind of on a weird thing because it's almost like a lot of processed foods to me. But I'm not going to say it's unhealthy. I don't know if being vegan is more of a uh, conservationist situation more than a health situation. Because when I look at that, like the impossible revolution, right? Uh Every fast food joint does have now an impossible style meat. But in my head, I'm like, well, the actual meat in a lot of ways is highly processed also. So, I mean, so but besides the vegan part. To each his own with the diet thing, but when it comes to food and tasting good and then that, those are like two separate talking points. So when I, yeah, they could be when people ask me, I'm like, you hey, like just make what's best for you and just try to be consistent because I don't, I don't believe in fad diets. I'm more of just trying to tell people, like, as long as you're going raw to finish product and you're trying mm-hmm. your best to do that, well, you're fine. probably doing, better. yeah, you're doing better than probably 90%. Thank you.
1: Okay, That's a, cool. yeah, I think when, uh, when I went to school. To learn how to cook, I got super interested in just like, oh, okay, but why not cook with the season? Am I really going to miss eating butternut squash for like six months when the other stuff is at the peak Mm -hmm. and tastes the best? Mm -hmm. You know, not really. Because then you kind of get in your routine every year of like, oh, dude, I can't wait for summer. The peaches are going to be so good. Instead of like midwinter trying to buy a peach and you're just hella sad. Yes. And so I learned, you know, yeah, start with raw. And you're already on a good track. Mm. And then over time, you kind of realize, oh, I do better if, you know, most of my plate is fruits and vegetables. Or maybe someone else does better if most of their plate is protein. And another person does better if most of their plate is carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then... I think the more recent thing I realized when I really started like dropping weight and dropping, dropping like five pounds Mm -hmm. but, but I had way more energy was when I was more thoughtful about my day. Mm -hmm. So if it's the morning and I know I'm going to work early, uh, I'm probably not gonna have a break for a while or whatever, or I, I need energy like right away. Sure. I can have like pancakes with syrup and sugar and, you know, banana on it, like carbohydrate fruit. Mm-hmm. Cause it's fine. Cause I know I'm about to burn that energy right away mm. versus the mornings where you wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm kind of chilling till lunch. And really I don't have anything to do till, you know, just for me, oh, I don't have anything till that dinner party tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe for breakfast, I just have like a cup of coffee and maybe some eggs, mm. something that is going to, you know, process a little slower, And maybe, you know, while I kind of fiddle around through the first part of the day, not really doing too much, gets me through without being hungry. And maybe at lunch, I do kind of like a mix of Mm -hmm. like protein and carb since I know I'm not going to eat at dinner except Mm -hmm. for whatever little bites. But yeah, being more mindful about what part of your day are you going to need that energy and what are you eating and how fast is that going to break
0: down? Like, do you really need a huge dinner? Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're not gonna be, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge dinners are weird to me too, because yeah. I'm not a big huge dinner guy, but I'm a late night guy, which is yeah. crazy. Oh, I love snacks. Lately. Yeah, I snack late. PB oh, and J, midnight PB and J, ham and peanut that. butter. You know what I mean? Ham peanut yeah. butter. Have you ever tried any diet in your history ever, like one of those fad diets to certain degrees or whatever that is? No,
1: ever. No, I think I maybe have tried them for like a couple hours, and I was like, I a couple hours, this. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what am
0: I doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them are wild. Don't get me wrong. I like I said, I've, I've entertained people's yeah. conversations. And there's some people it. who it works for. Yeah, I think that's it. Is I think what I take from that is I think if you are looking to find a sustainable way to uh, eat, I think going through those is actually a good mm-hmm. process because you'll figure out maybe what works best for you. Yeah. I think if you're not doing that, you're doing yourself a disservice by mm-hmm. just marrying yourself to maybe one idea. And I like to switch it up. There's a lot of times where I won't eat and I'll actually just fast. Mm-hmm. And then there will be times when I'm just doing digestion only, maybe like yeah. an eight hour increment or do the you know, the intermittent sometimes where I'm just like I'm just more reading my body. I think in the same light what you're talking about is where if you know your day isn't filled with anything that is gonna be rigorous on your body or you're not I think there isn't really something to eat You know, based on energy need.
1: Well, maybe you just kind of slowly snack through. That's kind of what I did today. Is I was like, oh, today I'm kind of chilling for most of the day. I don't have that many, you know, important things to do. So I made myself a little, you know, egg scramble omelet thing Mm -hmm. with some leftovers in it because I was like, cool, this will keep me full for a while. And then you know, I had some pretzel with hummus because the hummus has a little protein in it. Mm -hmm. It's not the most healthy thing in the world. I didn't make the hummus. Mm But I know just by eating it, like I'm going to stay satiated and just have a little bit rather than I don't need a whole lunch. Yes. Not doing anything. True.
0: But there are times, though, don't get me wrong, I will eat over my means, which. Oh, for sure. But you have to be aware of that. Yes. And
1: then the next day, maybe you kind of take it easy a little bit on yourself. Yes.
0: Because, you know. I miss those days. God damn it. I love you. I'll go out and
1: eat five, ten-course dinner yeah, right now.
0: I like doing that, but because I do respect the the restaurant business to a certain degree. And I was talking to you know a couple of people earlier about what is it about restaurants versus fast food, and what is the bigger differences in in that? I mean, obviously, besides the obvious, but I mean, what makes, like, for instance, like fine dining the highest form of cuisine to, you know, at least in your opinion, what do you think it is about that, and what justifies you know the whole experience, the price, mm. what everything? In the price. Yeah, because I've had this conversation in many different times in you know my career to many degrees, and I bounce back and forth. But it, I don't know. What do you think? I think what uh,
1: justifies the price for fine dining is you're paying for uh, beyond the food. Well, we'll start with just the food. You're paying for the uh, amount of knowledge that the the cooks have for sure you're paying for the the expertise in preparing that food. You know, if, if I'm paying two $300 for dinner and I see burnt chicken skin, I'm going to be pissed. Mm. Whereas if I'm at, like, McDonald's and my fry is burnt, one out of, you know, if it, I, I just throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, or throw it in the trash. Uh, or, you know, if I'm at, like, kind of a mid-tier and, you know, oh, a little bit of the butter starting to break in my sauce I, I see it but I'm not pissed off about it mm. not as if it, you know if you're paying a lot it has to be perfect because that's what they're saying you come here you pay a lot everything will be perfect for you tonight that's fine. Mm. you know so yes. th- they have to they have to hold their end of that contract with mm. you mm. and then also for fine dining you're paying for the atmosphere for sure I think um, people who have been fine dining, you see that level of service that you get and it it almost doesn't hit you for a, a couple of days after you're like I never had to ask for anything Ooh. all night. It almost doesn't hit you till the next time you go out to like your local mom and pop shop and you're like, "Oh, can I can I get a little bit more?" and you're like, it
0: "Feels so weird to ask." It that is something I forgot. that I've yeah. said too where it's like your water will be filled yeah. It's as and if you'll never see him. The servers aren't there, but the meal goes pretty yeah. smooth. Yeah, you get enough information, but it's forgettable. The person that's helping you, mm-hmm. but everything was done like on time, perfectly, yeah. and you never really had to ask. You're not waiting; it just kind of progresses. Yeah. And yeah, I okay, that's because that's yeah. what you're paying for, mm-hmm. you know. And you're paying
1: for that knowledge too from the from the guy collecting the wines. Who, if you ask him for a recommendation, it better be right. Mm-hmm. You know, but and some people are like, well, are they and I'm like, well, did you tell them that you don't like that? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, okay. Yeah. And then you're being ridiculous. But and you that's know, being picky about yeah. If you if idea. you go somewhere and you know order fish and you tell them like, you know, to be honest, I I like red. Mm-hmm. I don't like white. Mm-hmm. You know, you're setting a challenge for them. Whether you think you are or not, you are, mm-hmm. and. I would say probably 10 out of 10 times, those guys hit it. Oh, they yeah. They find you a red that they're like, look, uh, it's, it's a red, but I think it would go really well with this particular dish. Yes. And I would say 10 out of 10 times I've done it,
0: mm. they've done it. On point, yeah. Yeah. I think like it, when you get in there, it is definitely the experience for sure. Um, Food-wise, yes, because you are paying for perfection to a certain degree. Perfection mm-hmm. based on what the chef and the restaurant itself deems as perfect. And then yeah. as a consumer, you're just, I'm always up for the experience. Mm-hmm. Like I agree, I admire details like place settings and plate mm-hmm. type and plating's always fun and atmosphere's always great. You know, golden bathrooms, you know, weird shit like that. Like mm-hmm. you are paying for a once in a lifetime experience because usually when these dinners or these occasions happen, they're usually for special occasions mm-hmm. or they're for purely the experience of dining, which is also great for anybody who are enthusiasts. And yeah. it's such a small market, I think, in in, in the bigger picture. Um, but it is cool that that exists because there is a game within the game of cooking and the details yeah. and the minuscule. Like everybody, like you said, everybody that's in the back of the kitchen um, is working as a unit. And mm-hmm. there's a goal they're trying to achieve and there's a repetition factor. There's a perfection factor. There's probably you can make an argument and say there will be nights where there's more than a hundred years combined experience just within that kitchen and they're trying their best to probably without the head chef there, without the head chef there. You know what I mean? There's definitely a lot of those kitchens there. And then those are um, fleeting experiences because sometimes you'll, you know, have that and possibly never replicate it again. Some restaurants are able to replicate it in a great way, but there is that kind of what we were talking about last pod where you want a little bit of imperfection, maybe where it's unique to, that day, that year, that Mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? And certain restaurants will go out of their way to make that day specific. And some are very hyper-seasonal. Some are very... You know, so I think the experience definitely draws in. It's just one of those talking points because, you know, majority of people, at least the people I've talked to to certain degrees, are always like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like 35 small, kind of like that, which I totally get. It's Mm -hmm. something that almost either... It's not something that you learn necessarily. It's just almost as you're kind of born into it or you just happen to, you know, work Grow in it. And it. then, yeah, because that's I wasn't yeah. like eating fine dining when I was a kid. But no. I learned the business more as, uh, you know, working in it mm-hmm. and then to have an appreciation for, you know, the history, the yeah. skills behind it. I think like you have yeah. to learn some of the details to be like, wow, they're doing that perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: And like, oh, oh, they do that. I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. Never even paid attention to that. Mm. and that's something that they do every time Mm -hmm. you know Uh, yeah and you know I've heard the argument too about like why would you want to pay all that money and then you're still hungry afterwards Mm. and I think it was Grant Ankins said it one time he's like you being full being too full is uncomfortable right Mm -hmm. and you know yeah people would be like yeah I mean I'm satisfied for sure Mm. but when you're too full you're slightly uncomfortable Mm. right and he said We aim to keep you at just perfectly full. We don't want if we made you too full, we made a mistake because we made you uncomfortable. Mm. And I think you have to look at, you know, something through that lens to understand. Of, they want to cause you zero discomfort to the point that they don't even want you to feel too full. Mm -hmm. You know that, and I think when you can accept that, they are even paying attention to that you know, maybe people will relax and be like, oh, yeah, it's fine that I went and got cheeseburger afterwards, but yeah. I also sat down and ate for five hours, Yeah, which is if you had lunch, you're going to tell me you're not going to eat five hours later?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah, that's true. Service so. is usually long at those things. I mean, I think a big difference is the reasons why plates are small because I have this theory that I've heard somewhere before. It's like a 3 bite theory where it's like mm-hmm. – just three bites. And then First that's, bite yeah. is wow. Mm. Second bite is accepting. And the mm. third bite is saying goodbye. Yes. Yeah. Anything after that is like, eh. It's like, try this with any fast food hamburger. Same thing. You're hungry. You eat it. Oh, fucking love this. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> after that, oh, this is a bad choice. Midway through. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like a thing. So that's yeah. why I think I like those you know tasting menus that are x amount long plus with the wine pairing like the night just goes swimmingly there's laughs Mm -hmm. there's always great conversations everybody's dressed up to the tits like it's always an experience at least my experiences with anything like that you can allow
1: yourself to be super critical because Mm -hmm. they're opening themselves up to it so you Mm -hmm. shouldn't feel bad you know yeah and like when people are sometimes like i don't get what what people are saying when they say this tastes like woody and it's like that's because they're being They're trying to describe what they're tasting to you. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay to judge it that way because Mm -hmm. they're opening themselves to you judging it like that. Because they believe they've thought of that Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. for you. They
0: want you to taste yeah, uh, They're deliberately know. doing these things to evoke, yeah. like, uh, emotions yeah. or to draw out something. I yeah. mean, the, you have those stories, I'm pretty sure, where people have, you know, come back to you and be like, hey, that reminded me of my childhood or that mm-hmm. reminded me of... And those little things are those things you put in that little, you know, pocket of, like, hey, that's, like, Crushed. why I did it. Yes. 10 <laughs> yeah, out of 10. Yeah, because those happen, I have been part of, you know, um, you know, days where somebody will come in emotional like that and, like, that you forget like that people will experience that through food. And those mm-hmm. are those little minute details and things and all the hard work that you put in to make a difference in somebody's world for a day. It's cool yeah. to see. You would never cool. think, but it happens. You're like,
1: oh, you feel hella good.
0: Yeah. 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 For
1: sure. You're like, damn, okay, I am doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm like doing it right. You know, they always hit you and you're doubting yourself too. Someone will just come back and be like, let you know that is the best thing
0: I've ever eaten. You're like, yes. Yeah. And for somebody to say I, that, as much as, you know, a lot of people are just self-deprecating to many degrees, mm-hmm. it is cool to see that because it takes a lot for me to say that. So when yeah. I say it, when people say that, it is a genuine thing and it's it's mm-hmm. interesting because it's just food at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just
1: sustenance. Mm-hmm. You're just
0: putting starvation off a little bit longer, yeah. right? That's what makes the industry but why, not,
1: why not slow down and enjoy it? Yeah. You know, because it, is, it only
0: happens, you know, a couple times in a day. Mm-hmm. and. Sometimes are the most memorable things. Like I said, my argument last spot, I was like, "Yo, this industry, you are a part of these people's experiences." Now, to what degree and how they, you know, uh, you know, take that, it's really up to them. But you will have those moments, and it's yeah. very cool, and it is kind of a part of the industry that's very. Uh,
1: well, maybe uh, that's part of also pointing to what you were saying earlier about the culture change about mm. being super productive. Maybe, you know, now we see. We were super productive. We have this, you know, great place that we live in and why not enjoy it mm. just to enjoy it? Mm-hmm. The simplicity C- continued to, to work, but let's put a little bit more focus on like, let's enjoy our time here because mm-hmm. are we just robots? Because we can invent those to do that for yes, us. I'm pretty sure we're very close to that. Yeah. Yes. You know, why not work towards that then? Why, why? run yourself into the ground every day
0: for zero enjoyment. And mm-hmm. maybe
1: that's, maybe that's the culture change you were talking about.
0: I mean, people already had that comment where, you know, being, you know, indoors right now. And yes, we are in California and is kind of a lockdown situation, but you have, I've heard people express that like, yeah, it, it's given a lot of people time to reflect and think and to cook. Yes. To cook. So, I mean, maybe there is a shift upon us. I could only hope so, but it would almost feel as if there is something a brewing. I don't know what comes out of it, but there is some at least level of anticipation and excitement, at least for me, yeah. looking at the possibilities that food will become after, or not even after, during this, and then out of this, what will you know, I love transpire. that people are cooking at home. I do too. I think it's wild to me that people cannot. I mean, that's it the is. reason
1: I went to culinary school is yes. I couldn't cook for myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is crazy." Yes. And I just you know never left, but it what? is
0: wild. What was your diet before culinary school? Oh,
1: horrible. Like what? I don't know. Uh, The blue box mac and cheese. Oh, nice. That was a good one. That I was like, okay, I can eat like a box of this and be good for a little bit. Uh, Chipotle, for sure. That was like two meals. Yes. Uh, Peanut butter and jelly. Classic. Atrocious. Yes.
0: Just like. Any other ones? Any bad ones? I mean, definitely nothing good. Definitely nothing good. <laughs> no. Always the same. I want to say water wasn't in my thing. I was big oh, on yeah, a lot fast of fast food, processed food, microwave dinners were my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, canned stews, canned, yeah. Progresso, yes, clam chowder, right. uh,
1: canned soups like chicken canned noodle. Soups, yes, um, yeah. I sando's. Top I would make
0: myself a sando. Sando's. I wasn't too big on. Like, I mean, the sando I eat, but I wasn't yeah. like straight big into oh, big no. sando's like that. Like a ham, ha- like a ham and turkey ham and sandwich. Sandwich. or peanut yeah. butter and jelly or peanut and <laughs> exactly yeah. okay see there you go see and then culinary school changed my mind because i learned also like damn okay i can eat this stuff and make it to where i like it but it also introduced me to a world of the possibilities yeah and like i think you alluded to you know uh per conversations, like it there's always something new mm-hmm. and it seems like it's never ending and it's subjective so it is kind of it's never ending yes yeah. Exactly, you're always going to find something new yeah. And that might have not ever been new But it's just when you dabble into certain areas, certain yeah. things There's always going to be something that comes up Yeah, for it. sure Yes it's cool Farm versus wild We had this conversation before Farm the Farm versus wild, okay uh, You know, I, didn't,
1: I don't think one is inherently better than the other I agree Which I hope people continue listening even after they hear that I think, uh, like we were saying, farmed, fish Got a bad rap 20 15 years ago mm. when it probably was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't you know interested Around. at the time, so Me I don't either. know. I don't know either. Uh, but uh, just as the free market disc takes, there's always going to be people who want to put out a quality product and are going to charge for it. And there's people who don't want to put out a quality product and just want to put out quantity, and it's going to be cheap and probably not good for you uh but th- i mean there's definitely farmed fish that's really good yes and way more sustainable than the wild very because, much because so. because with the wild getting the better name that just drives the market to overfish the wild because mm-hmm. that's what people are going to pay for mhm i mean they make shows about it deadly's catch big sea tuna mm-hmm. whatever yeah. those guys have more and more competition every year
0: yes because it's Industry popular day. yeah yeah because it has the right naming is food how much of food is marketing like selling it i mean just kind of like off the heels of what we're talking about in terms of the there's a lot of
1: marketing for sure uh you know you can look locally where if if i was to put uh, a stone fruit on a menu what what name do you expect to see in front of it you expect to see Twin Peaks orchards, right? Ah,
0: uh, I get what you're saying. Yes,
1: I mean um, some restaurants, yes, some, some. But some. if I but if I write Twin Peaks, I can charge an extra dollar for that dish. Uh, probably. See. Uh, when you see poultry, as locally, there's only one name that mm. people care about, and that's Mary's. Mm-hmm. Uh, beef, and and I think they they do do pork. Uh, I forget if they do anything else, but Nyman. Mm-hmm. that's well known mm-hmm. Snake River Farms mm-hmm. you know there there are these big brands that people know of that you say that and Band then recognition and name recognition and beyond just the brand name now you got me really going uh, if you say bacon you know people are already excited if you say Applewood Smoked mm-hmm. which for whatever reason Applewood Smoked is the standard yes. forever for bacon Uh, you know ham versus honey glazed ham
0: mmm So even
1: the ingredients have these,
0: you know, status, these key words. Yeah. See, and I always thought about that because I was like, how do these things kind of come into uh, popularity? Because how how organic is it versus there's a plan behind it? Because if Mm -hmm. you look at the whole idea of what food is, there's like you could go to as far as, you know, like these farms being able to, you know, link up with the right, you know, chef or the right endorsers or to get it in the right. Hands of people all it takes mm-hmm. is like a, a, a known chef or a, a known person of food I mean think about how food has been portrayed in media and TV the last 20 years yeah. you okay. know what it I mean? Went from zero to hundred I I, I in think the so last 20 years yeah and sure. now even with the advent of even more uh, you know apps or yeah. uh, social now media digitally you see it even more yeah. so so it's, it's almost like which is how do you discern? I mean, that's just the kind of the tugging, the tugging. I pull mean, just with- today I, I tagged the, the, I
1: don't know, farm people that made the little tea combo that I drank for breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see the analytics on how many people clicked on the link and went to their website. Yeah. You know? Because it's almost like not, an endorsement. I'm not saying I'm important. I would just be interested
0: to just see just how to many see people are just like, oh, th- see it. Yeah. Here's a
1: name. I don't know it. Let me look it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I do the same thing. Not only in food, but I do it with a lot of different things. You know, you see something or you hear something, you're like, I want to look that up and check it out. Mm-hmm. See, and that's some weird stuff we have mm-hmm. in our mind. But how much of that reigns true versus uh, saying one product is better than the other? That's how crazy food is because it's so subjective. Yeah. You're just like. It is. It is. You know that's, what I mean? That's the funnest part about it. It is because it funnest. is. You, yeah. Everybody has an opinion about yeah. it. I and
1: may it, think something tastes amazing mm-hmm. and someone else is going to think it tastes like garbage. It tastes like sure. not, yes. That's okay. And it's all that I'm validating. not going to change my taste buds. Yeah. I don't expect
0: them to change theirs. See, and that's what's interesting because the very way people feel about food and nobody ever truly gets overly sensitive. I don't think so anyways. I would not hope so because it is at the end of the day just food. That mentality, I think, should just kind of be the mentality of every other opinion aside from food. But people get intense about food. Oh, they do because it's food. It's passionate. Where's fried chicken supposed to come from? Oh, that's a good question. Where does fried chicken come from?
1: It's supposed to come from your aunt, you know, Barbara or
0: whatever, from the south. That's what I hear. I almost have an argument, Mm -hmm. and this is something that I've said. I think barbecue... Uh, and southern style cooking would be an American tradition more than anything. Oh yeah. I, I think the rest of the world that. says that too. Oh, okay. See, okay. Yeah, I yeah. was not crazy in thinking that. Yeah, I just for some I, reason. I think there's it came a lot of chefs who mm-hmm. come
1: through the South and, and learn and I, I've heard this term a lot of um, they treat you have to treat barbecue like true but not grilling a burger no, on your grill. Exactly. Which is yeah. it you know, is a whole separate argument. Um, but barbecue varies they say every 20 miles
0: yes yes yeah? and it's and they're like it's
1: just like wine grapes
0: it is it yeah. is i've only had the pleasure to be in texas for my barbecue escapades and that's definitely a brisket area um but you know i I remember doing a report because i was always obsessed with barbecue as a, as a young child which is crazy because the barbecue flavor to me was very unique even though i hate barbecue chips mm-hmm. barbecue and the idea around it always fascinated me like i was always in love with ribs but when I did my research, I only realized that like certain states do only spare, only mm. baby back, mayonnaise only base, only beef. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just like, this is kind of cool. But when you look at the rest of the world to many degrees, barbecue does exist, but it doesn't exist in the way that it may exist in America. Right. Because like, Argentinians they, have barbecue. They do. But much more
1: like a California what California's barbecue. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of spicing, Mm-mm.
0: a lot of like just salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. With some, a some kind of yes. vinegary sauce. Yes. Yeah. That is a South American thing. That's why with how, you know, when you look at, uh, for instance, Texas, like the brisket game there, mm-hmm. it's like, Damn, there's a really a science to that shit. You know, time, there's a method, there's yeah. a and it's longevity. It's not like, oh, this is some recent stuff. Like when I went to Snow's Barbecue Shots out Snow's Barbecue, Lexington, mm-hmm. Texas, um, she's been doing that for years. On as her side gig. As her side gig. For fun. And now <laughs> yeah. it's only reaching the light of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just one person. Mm-hmm. Now the whole state of Texas is humongous. And there's I remember seeing a chart there and there was a uh, almost like a NCAA basketball bracket of barbecue places and they were going down. And that's like that just goes to show you that it's culture just in Mm -hmm. Texas. And then you move all around the South like we talked about. Mm -hmm. Every single thing has their own little specialty. And back to the whole is that style of food American food? I mean, I would say, yeah, yes, for sure i think uh
1: you know there's definitely other countries who who count on smoke for things Mm -hmm. i'm not going to diminish that but Mm -hmm. if you were to bring you know a smoker dripping with bar brisket all through it i'm like that's american 10 out of 10 you know all the time that stuff is good yeah because that's what it is you know we don't have that much that's inherently american we don't we have like apple pie is that American? I mean, I would say the apple pie, as in, I think what probably most everyone's thinking of, the apple pie with the bottom layer and the top layer. And the crisscross with the little... Yeah. And the, yes. yeah that, or, no, it's American. not even the crisscross,
0: it's the one that's covered in you could, the little the dots. The domed one, too. The domed one, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. But,
1: you know, the French have apple pie. They do. It's called, now all sudden the word just disappeared from my brain. I know, I'm uh, blanking, too. Where you do that the caramel sauce with the apples yeah. and the puff pastry. But that's different we'll than come how Americans but that's, do. That's because if you brought that and said, "Here's my apple pie," people would be like, N-no. "No, now incorrect. Where's where's the crust? Yeah, get, it's right here. Yeah, but it no. does have crust. It does have the apple, elements. caramelized apples, mm. but very different.
0: American mm. is apple pie. Mm. Yeah." That's true. See, I've always been fascinated by that idea that America doesn't have their own cuisine. What you're trying to remember I'm, the name? I'm trying, man. Whatever. You can forget. To it. Right. Yeah. We'll get an engineer sometime with the thing. Hey, yeah. like, yeah. look that up. But in the like media, lemon
1: squares. That's American. I don't know. Why not?
0: That's a good point. I'm I'm trying to I figure know. it out. I, I can't. think I'm of anything barely of. on the on the cusp of trying to figure out what is truly American. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving is American. Thanksgiving is an American meal. Yeah. 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 Mashed For potatoes sure. are not.
1: Who are they from then? I would say John George. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, French. Palm. I don't know. Can anyone really claim mashed vegetable? I don't know. I don't know. Can I think they? That's one of those really old things. I mean, think it, Think about if you were had a fire, you don't have a pot, what are you going to do? You throw your root vegetables in the coals.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, because that's all you had. You don't. You don't have mm, pan.
0: That's true. Yeah. Food is fascinating. I almost want to yeah. do a deep dive on the thing you were talking about earlier about the Silk Road thing. Because I do try to cool. find history, and I've always did it through like food to a certain degree, just mm-hmm. because that's the only kind of corner of things I know a little bit about. Yeah. So that's why I try to follow like the sweet potato. I'm which always, I'm always enamored fascinated with. by it is by
1: not just the ingredient history of food, but more of the cooking styles the techniques. Yeah, like, it's like what is how
0: did you start? How did French cuisine be like the how did it get to that? The style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a I have an theory about like Basque cuisine. At least this is a newer theory I found out, but this is more along the lines of like ancient history with Basque people. But even in French technique, it's there's so many of these things where you're like, damn, these all these techniques, man, these are like crazy. There has the whole Gamut of like tools necessary for it, and don't get me yeah. wrong, Chinese other cuisines have it too. For sure, but French cooking is at least from what I understand in my my background. Well, it's very like, theatrical, really? Oh well,
1: yeah. Think of romantic, uh, very romantic for what, sure. What's that when you make the bread with the pate in it, and you got the bones oh, sticking out for the, Oh, what's that yeah, called? Yeah, pate and croute. Yeah, pate yeah. and yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. That is actually but, charcuterie like that and like garbage That's like the stuff I love. That shit is really good. I never will invest the time to get good no, at it, it's Too but hard. I will eat it all. <laughs> I have made it. There was sections in my schooling where we did that twice, and that shit's really hard yeah. to do, at least technique-wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I have a very deep respect for that stuff because I think that is not uh, put out there as often. I think it's actually, you know what? I regress. It, you see it more often now. More than I've ever it's seen. It's a little it. bit more in vogue now. Yes, yeah. it is in vogue. I hope that trend continues because yeah. charcuterie boards to me are everything. I'm like, I'll take a charcuterie well, board maybe over Maybe it's it more in
1: vogue now because, you know, uh, maybe when you're not as so scared for your resources, mm. you get a little bit more elaborate with them, mm. you know, and maybe that's how French cuisine did get kind of all theatrical is like, we're a pretty rich country. Why not? make something look like a loaf of bread that has beef and mushroom all throughout it but that's medium rare think about that Why that do, is some like must have extra time shit. on your hand
0: that is the next level shit i mean do okay do americans have that aside from the barbecue thing because that would seem like that's us in barbecue yeah. like you know what hmm let's do this it'd and be then, interesting to learn how barbecue truly
1: started like how long can i leave that in there for Ooh, it gets different when i leave yeah. it in
0: there overnight like what i want to know the stages if i had an FN time machine i want to know the stages of when that clicked over like mm-hmm. hmm 12 hours is nice yeah because was it by mistake or was it deliberate maybe it or probably, was there a was generation by, well, that gave it to them booze was invented right by mistake some of this shit seems very intricate is my thing mm-hmm. like french cuisine especially here's how to braise here's how mm-hmm. to steam saute like these techniques we're talking about it's almost intricate to the point where you're like no way this is happenstance. I would think somebody did this and then mm. maybe through the years it's changed, but I think there was a basis of it. I think maybe
1: some some someone tried it one time mm. and they were like, this tastes pretty good. And then they told their friend about it and mm. their friend tried it and was like, it tastes pretty good. And then you just keep toying with it. And then, you know, as the same time as you're learning it, science was getting a little bit better and they had time to kind of well, this is what's happening. So if you want to maximize this that you mm. like, you need to add acid. And mm. people are like, okay, well, let me try a bunch of acid. And you're like, oh, that's too much, too much. Maybe it goes to your let point me, then. Maybe there was a up. lot of
0: time and there was a yeah. small circle of the community that was like, let's keep on going. Yeah, Because that's what I think about when I think about like um, El Bully back then. If you're familiar with that restaurant, you know, shout out to El Bully. Never had the pleasure to experience it, but in the manner that they did everything it's kind of going back to the earlier conversation about fine dining where it's like they did everything to the like utmost but it was also very forward thinking like mm-hmm. you're talking about like see-through abalone uh you know uh ravioli type situations olive, in aspect yes the exactly, exactly The all, yeah so i mean and just a little side note that they inspi- they're they inspired by the Basque country or that's mm. kind of like their region. So that's why I always think about those areas of Europe where it's, at least my opinion, it's mysterious in their historic, uh, in their history. Yeah. How I do think, you get there? You know what I mean? Because I yeah. think those these techniques maybe have been existing for a long time and just have become more refined through the yeah. years like we're talking about. And that's where I'm more... Enamored with that because even people that cook in America will use obviously the French technique base, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of just uh, basis has come from there. But I think none of that's tied to one person. You could say Escoffier was, you know, one of the, the he might have been the guy that just put it into a book, yeah, you could know have what been, I mean? Could have, yeah, but could who were the people behind them? And that's never going to uh, be something you'll we understood, never find out. but mm-hmm. I mean, the fascinations there because mm-hmm.
1: how, did we, how did we get from an open fire pit with a chunk of woolly mammoth on it? Mm-hmm tino beef bourguignon thank you how how, what what connects that yeah where's the
0: that's yeah that's what i'm saying there's a missing link there that's that's pretty far (laughs) to go from yes woolly mammoth hair and everything on a stick with Mm -hmm. a fire which is great don't get me wrong i know that that there's some uh aspects to that style of cooking that still exist today and Mm -hmm. if not are making a comeback yeah but then you also get beef bourguignon like meticulous to the point where there's simplicity in it but there's a method and way of doing it that it yields this very magical dish Mm -hmm. and it's like those are two different worlds to me
1: oh for sure
0: where's the middle ground yeah
1: that's my thing. Yeah, what were the dots
0: on the historical timeline? Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure someone out there knows they probably live in France somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Or in the Basque Country somewhere, but I, I'd love to know that. They you know assume I mean? they know if they live over there. That's, a- that's my thing. I mean, it's romantic like that. Like They take food culture in a way that we mm-hmm. don't do out here. Yeah. Like the everyday person there is a badass cook. Yeah. I would make well, the argument. I mean, I'm that's not around there starts, out, but, right Yeah.
1: That's was right? is just a dish that... You know, Everybody everyone makes. helps you on your farm mm-hmm. for the day, and at the end of the day, you just kind of took whatever you had around, mm-hmm. and you just make it. Mm. Is it's that what Cioppino is to America? I mean, it's a America. semi-special event, but... It's, what is how?
0: What is chipino here? It, I mean, is chipino that in America, or is the even American? Is it even that hard to make? That sounds Italian to me. Is that Italian? I think it's a San Francisco thing. Ah, because that same idea San you're talking Italian about Italian thing. But see, the idea you're talking about with paella seems like that would be like what bouillabaisse is or oh. what Chipino is, where it's like oh, fishermen helped and it was yeah. kind of the fisherman's stew. Yeah, it's these are these are the fish that we had left over,
1: mm-hmm. and hey, I got some. Canned tomatoes, this guy's making these things mm-hmm. called canned
0: tomatoes. Let's try them in here and see mm-hmm. what happens. What is the yeah. canned tomato thing? you're Italian? I love canned tomatoes. What is um, it about canned tomatoes versus fresh because I love canned tomatoes too. I usually use canned tomatoes.
1: yeah, if I'm making sauce, I'm using canned tomatoes. What is it
0: about canned tomatoes? Um, and we'll end with this, but yes, okay.
1: I like well if I've tasted fresh tomato sauces and I don't think they taste as good. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to use a fresh tomato that way, because it's better consumed well, raw. Yeah, why if if you have that luxury to have a fresh tomato, eat it raw. What is it about Enjoy canned tomatoes though? Way.
0: What is the process there that I'm missing, or is it because it's in there and it's preserved and there's some Maybe it magic some that happens? The metal, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? They
1: taste so good. I've done a couple canned tomato tastings, mm-hmm. and it's wild. They do taste different. Yes. If you don't, if you know, if you don't try them. Next to each other, you probably would never tell. No, but if you try and, you know this brand versus this brand, versus it, you're like, it's different. Yes, maybe that's the soil. I
0: like mm. to believe it's the soil because okay. I'm you know romantic. Are you a like San that. Marzano guy? Oh, for sure.
1: Okay. Napoli San Marzanos are the tomatoes to make sauce. Ah,
0: with. there we go. We have an official endorsement. Yeah. So you've done the side by side test. I yeah. haven't done the side by side test, but I know I kind of dabble within different ones. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know the difference because, like you said, you do have to have them side by side to notice it. Yeah. Um, but I have had that one. And that one I do Dinopoli like. is is crushing it. Mm. And I is Denopoli a place in Italy? Dinopoli or is that a brand? is a brand. Okay. It's people's, la- it's a And
1: famous San Marzano is the place. San Marzano is a place, but also the name of a, a specific tomato. Oh, okay. The yeah. smaller, short, little, it's thinner the, one. It's the long. looks like a Roma, but almost even Just longer. Like eggplant Roma yeah. type shit. Okay. Good flesh to juice combo. Mm. You yeah. okay. know, There's all different kinds. What is it? There's... Let's see if I can name a couple. There's beefsteak, mm-hmm. obviously. There's big boys, big I think. Boys. I think that's one. And they're huge.
0: Big they're, boys. I, big Are boy they like
1: tomatoes end up being about a pound per tomato. Oh, I never seen those. And they're super, super fleshy,
0: so, a lot of oh, meat. Okay, a lot too. of meat. Okay, no, almost no juice. Shit, I never seen. Them. You ever seen those around parts of town? Uh, my here?
1: grandfather used to grow them. Oh, okay, see there
0: you go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. maybe something lost in the art. He always like. It seems like hot house tomatoes, tomatoes came over hot that. House, yes, yeah. There's another. one. Yes.
1: yes, yes. Yeah, they're all a little bit different, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Why? Why not? Romas and hot house, you can find at Safeway everywhere. Yeah, we you could try those. Romas side are by great, side. though.
0: Romas, I think, are my they preferred. They serve one. their purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can dry They dry great. Do you ever find San Marzano fresh? Or that's one no, of those things where I've they never. gotta be canned out there. That's kind of the thing. No, even I, out there. Do I, you I think, think they sell
1: them fresh? I think they grow them out here. Oh, okay. And, um, San Marzano, I think to be have the sticker, mm. you have to grow them in San Marzano. Mm. It's like the and there's thing. a very small. Yes. Uh, land to actually grow them on yes yeah, like champagne. I think Same it's on idea. the backside yeah. of a volcano makes sense um fertile soil yeah you know it always um, go back to the soil it always goes back to yeah. the soil oh for sure the terroir mm, the it's su- super important very nice you're gonna that's why California's got the best stuff because you know we get that the nitrogen raining down from our yeah. burning houses every year
0: I think being raised here and born here at least for me, I'm only starting to understand that maybe in the last 10 years. As much as I might have been in the industry, I almost didn't realize how good it is here.
1: Oh, me too. You I know what I'm saying? I didn't realize for a long time. Yeah, because I remember I so was... So you start going around thank you. and yes. like going out to eat mm-hmm. as at critical and, and kind of having a little bit of knowledge and going and trying an avocado yes. in New York. And you're Insane. like,
0: this is... Not an avocado. Trash. Yeah. Don't produce in how- New York. That's why I almost have to give it up to chefs in New York. Yeah. Oh, they have a lot of technique. They have to. Way that they kill it in that yeah. realm for sure.
1: It's much easier to be a chef out here. Yes. Because you you already
0: start with like a B minus. That's what I'm saying. You have yeah. to get you yeah. your baseline. Yeah. Because the ingredients will do what they do. Yeah. You have to do a lot to fuck up one. And there are you people do. out there that do it. But there are people that do But more it. often than not, Your the, the baseline yeah. here is great. Yeah. I don't know where our techniques in cooking are. You can make an mm-hmm. argument for that. But we do have yes top-notch produce for sure like abundant like everywhere and like all the
1: time yes and constantly evolving like like yeah, Meyer lemons just yes know, yeah that people would kill for and i got them for free because yes. they just grew in someone's yard there lo- and they're like please take them people huh? don't even use some of them you they see just them all fall on around. the ground
0: yes exactly
1: i know which i'm sure someone in like nebraska is like what yeah <laughs> i'll <just> pay <laughs> arm and leg for that or i don't I'll even, know what, a Meyer <laughs> I don't even know what lemon is i don't know
0: yeah oh. that's true sad day polo thank you food junkie radio number 3 uh any plugs any shots out anything you need to say no parting um, words for the people out there you know uh
1: pay attention to what you're eating drink your goddamn water you no know, maybe we'll start the gallon a day Keeps the doctor away As a saying mm, I like that you know? Gotta make a shirt with that Yeah That'd be nice Drink your fucking water mm-hmm. uh, Just yeah Eat raw Raw Eat raw Fuck it Eat raw I
0: Eat like Eat some it. fruit <laughs> I'm in Thank you very much Appreciate mm-hmm. it brother uh, Till next week